Father, we thank you for the breadth and the depth where we see the river flowing. Thank you for mission partners just around the corner from here and mission partners at the ends of the earth from our perspective. Thank you that all over the world, people are being touched in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you that all over the world, the church is in so many ways alive and serving your kingdom purpose. Save us from attempting to even think about doing everything, but help us as we choose to do one thing, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to spend a few minutes talking about one uh, mission partner where we would like to invite you to get involved. And uh, Mr. Simon Barrington's going to come and help us. Give him a round of applause now because he won't feel like it at the end. We're talking about... Um, I know, it's a bit weird, isn't it? This is a bit kind of strange. Hi. <laughs> No, I won't go there. Yeah, let's just get on with it, shall we? Um, We're talking about transforming lives for good, TLG. Tell us a little bit about it, Si. It's a national uh, Christian charity. Tell us a little bit about what it's about. Yeah, so it was founded 20 years ago by Tim and Ray Morfin. Uh, Tim was running a youth group, and uh, one of the children in his youth group back in Bradford, up in Bradford, uh, was getting excluded from school. And he started thinking about what could the church do to help children that are getting excluded um, from school. So they started what is now known as an alternative provision center or pupil referral unit uh, in their church. And now right across the country, there are 16 pupil referral units that are run by churches in their church buildings um, who work with kids who have been excluded from school. So the stats nationally are that nearly a quarter of a million children get excluded from school every year, okay? Um, Those are the temporary exclusions, and 8,000 children get excluded permanently from school every year. Um, That's When you think that actually 61% of children who get excluded will end up in prison... That's a horrific stat, isn't it? 61% of children who get excluded will end up in prison. TLG's heart is to mobilize the church to come alongside children who are in risk of getting excluded as early on in the process as they possibly can and to show the love of Christ in a very practical way into our schools and education system. That's a good thing to do, right? Yeah. And, and tell us just a little bit from, uh, I remember some early kind of connections that you had with TLG, just really coming back and raving about them. Just, just give us some of the values and the kind of things that really impressed you about it. So firstly, their desire to go to the places that nobody else is going and come alongside the children that nobody else is getting alongside. So they have a real heart and a passion to get to the most deprived places in the country to the hardest to reach schools um, across the country. That's one thing. But the second thing is it is driven by a 
desire and a heart to see the church mobilized in mission and to see ordinary people in very practical ways, people like you and me in very practical ways, coming alongside those kids, building relationships with them and ultimately wanted to introduce them to Jesus as well. And they've kept Christ right at the heart of what they're trying to do in the midst of our education system. And I just applaud that and, and what they're trying to do. So what we've been thinking about with uh, St. Matthew's uh, Ipswich International Church and Hope and others is their early intervention program. Tell us a little bit about, about that. How does that work? So if you think 8,000 kids get permanently excluded, sadly, 2,000 of those happen at primary school age. Okay, so they quickly realized that actually working with excluded kids at secondary school age was one thing, but actually can we get in uh, to the younger children and we, can we prevent them from being excluded in the first place? Wouldn't that be a brilliant thing? Okay, mm. so the early intervention program basically trains up coaches from local churches to go into a local primary school and spend one hour a week with one child. So one coach, one hour a week, one child for one year, for one school year. And 91% of those children that we work with end up not getting excluded. So at the beginning, they thought that the risk was that the child would get excluded and 91% of them get to the place where they never get excluded from school, and, that, and that's phenomenal. So um, we've agreed with St. Matthew's School to, to do that program, uh, starting from January next year. The head teacher and senior team are excited about us training up five coaches uh, to go in and come alongside five children who are at risk of getting excluded, and all it takes is one hour a week for you to come alongside one child as one coach for one year from January 2020. Um, the system is all set out, you get full training, you get a whole day of training, uh, there's a website where all the materials that you will use as a coach uh, with the child are there where you log on. Um, you meet with the teacher and with the parents of the child and with the child to have a, a chemistry session to make sure it's going to work. You get introduced to the family, you're encouraged to go and meet the family in their home situation as well and come alongside them. And for us, this is all about building relationship. It's about building long-term relationship with pupils in schools, coming along alongside them. And what a great opportunity to do that here in Ipswich. The vision is actually we'll be able to do that with multiple primary schools, um, which is why uh, Josh has been appointed as uh, the TLG coordinator within CYM. So CYM are going to coordinate this for us so that actually it can not only be us doing it with St. Matthews, but we can roll it out with multiple other churches going into multiple other schools as well. And we'll need multiple Joshes if that's going to happen. So that's part of Josh's uh, role as well. We also want to do it in partnership with other churches. So there's five coaches we're looking for, some from Burlington, some from Elim, and, uh, from IIC, and some from St. Matthews, because we want to do that together as a local expression into St. Matthews School. So just before we think a little bit more about how I might get on the journey to becoming a coach, um, just give perhaps a couple of examples of that wider story that you were talking about. It, it is one coach and one child for one year, but that family connection has given birth to all sorts of missional fruit, hasn't it? Yeah, so uh, 
um, nationally TLG run weekends where you can go as a coach with the family and the child to an outdoor pursuit center and spend a weekend with them where they'll hear about Jesus? Some people were keen on it until then. <laughs> I don't think you have to go. You could just send them. But, um, but you know, there, there are national weekends. Um, other churches have put on, have invited the kids and the families to their pumpkin evenings on the 31st of October, uh, events like that. But, but it's, it's all very, very relational. It's get to know the family, love them, care for them, um, introduce them to other people in your network within the church and within your uh, missional community, engage with them. It's an opportunity to build relationships and, and, and to show love and to make a massive difference in that child's life. So I'm really nervous, but I'm thinking, mm, maybe the Lord's just tapping me on the shoulder for this. What do I do next to begin to explore whether I could be one of those coaches? Um, so next Sunday after church, uh, 12.45 to 1.15, we're going to have a half an hour um, just upstairs um, where you can come and find out a bit more and ask uh, myself and Josh some difficult questions about what's involved. Um, you don't have to be experienced as a coach, Okay. If you love kids, if you have compassion and care for children, if you are a good listener and you can come alongside and listen and hear and love and be committed to that child and that family, then maybe it's for you. Um, so an information, half an hour, next Sunday after church, and then the training event for those that will start in January 2020s on November the 6th in Cambridge. Great, and fantastic to think that maybe one or two coaches are in this room right now. Ooh. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that is exciting. Why don't you pray, and then we'll watch a video. Uh, Father, thank you for this opportunity uh, to share your love and your compassion uh, with children who are struggling uh, in school, uh, children who maybe think that tomorrow morning, Monday morning, is just going to be another drain on their energy and their emotion and parents who are thinking this is just going to be another drain on their mm. energy and emotion what a joy to be able to come alongside them uh, mm. to share your compassion and your love to give of the time that we have and the energy that we have to see those children's lives turned around thank you for the countless mm. stories of children who've been coached and then have gone on to do really well at school and uh, get good jobs and, and some of them who even work for TLG now 20 mm. years later. <clears throat> Thank you for the transformation that you're about bringing in our communities and in our town. Uh, thank you for the opportunity with St. Matthew's School, for the willingness of the, the teachers who see the power and benefit of uh, this program. Mm. Uh, thank you for the open door to go and to love and to care and to show uh, your love. We pray that you would raise up the people that you want to be coaches uh, in this initial phase. Uh, we pray that that would grow from five to many more. We pray that you would open up doors in a, into other primary schools across the town as well. We pray for Josh in his role in coordinating it within uh, CYM and also for um, IIC and, and some Matthews as well as, the, as they think about how they can come alongside. Uh, so guide us, give us wisdom mm. and discernment and help us just to show your love uh, in this environment, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Great. So is there anything that you need to say to introduce the video? Uh, watch the video. It's on the screens, <laughs> not on the projector. <laughs>
TLG is a Christian charity supporting churches to help children at risk of exclusion from school. At the heart of everything we do is just the belief that the local church is the hope of the world and actually there is a loving, caring community that can really make a difference for those that are struggling and in need. One of the ways that we do that is through early intervention. I think the tragedy when a child is struggling at school is that there are parents that dread school pickup time because they know that there'll be a long list from a teacher of what's not worked, what he or she's done today. Early intervention works by a trained volunteer coming alongside one individual child in school, spending just an hour a week for a whole school year. That commitment to that child for that hour is just amazing in terms of the difference and impact that can be made. I was throwing tensions. I wouldn't listen to teachers. I would not like when I'm not supposed to and during lessons I don't like, I would read books. Before Aomi started coaching with TLG, he um, was very disruptive in class, very disrespectful to his teachers, found it very difficult to maintain um, friendships. So the first session I coached Aomi was actually in the pupil referral unit. We started to build up a good relationship with one another. He really looks forward to the sessions. He loved the practical elements of the, the workshops and, and the different projects. So he has really enjoyed it. Steve, he helps me. We do like different projects. Right now we're on rockets. And after we've done the projects, we talk. He's made some really good friends this last few months and friends that I know that are going to stick with him. It's enabled us as a church to see the wider focus of TLG, that it's not just something that happens midweek during the school term, that it's actually spreading into the, the life of the congregation. We've seen that churches of all shapes and sizes can make a difference through TLG early intervention. Whether you've got five people or 500 people, every church, every part of the country can make a difference and do that so quickly. There are children growing up in some of the most tragic circumstances, those that face poverty and deprivation, and, and that then means that they face a huge challenge in terms of engaging in school. And just to give one hour from the week, we can all do that, but actually in doing that we make such an impact on children who need that help right now. Great, thank you, Simon, very much. We're going to spend just a moment hearing about a community that uh, has been going for a little while. You uh, will have heard about together, I'm sure, already, that kind of gave birth from the ladies' uh, prayer night. And Alice and Shireen, I'm looking around, Alice and Shireen are just going to come and talk to us a little bit about it. Here they come. And you could sound and appear enthusiastic and full of life. Oh, look at those posh seats, the proper leather seats for you both. Look at that. Look at that. Isn't that great? Alice, just tell us a little bit about it. What's it about? Give us um, a feel. It's about women coming together, um, essentially. Um, we study God's Word through soap. Um, we have some quiet time together. Just listen to what God might be saying to us individually and then we share um, really collectively in 
usually it's something different for each one of us. Um, and then we have a, have a prayer time. Um, we pray for each other. And in between time, Shireen, is there some kind of connection between you all? How does that work out? Yes, um, in between times we have a WhatsApp group um, which we can post to at any time, day or night, with our prayer requests. We can also put answers to prayers that we've had, um, any needs that we need meeting, that we, you know, if we're able to, we help each other. So that's a real blessing. And, and what about, um, so we're, we're talking about that prayer connection, that up and that in. I know you've worked really hard at uh, creating a sense of togetherness. What about the out a little bit? Any thoughts around that that you guys have been, have been having that you can share with us? Um, that's something we're still really sort of working on. We have had a few uh, social gatherings, um, but not everybody can come. Um, but essentially that's so we can invite sort of families, um, friends. So it's not just about us meeting together, but it's about everyone. And building relationships is what's really at, at the heart of it. Um, sharing our faith and inviting others to, to come and join in that journey. Brilliant, great. And Shireen, just give us a feeling, when, when do you meet? What's the kind of rhythm? Um, we usually meet on a Thursday, the first Thursday of the month at 730 and um, we start off with a cup of tea, often a biscuit or a bit of cake as well. And then eight o'clock we get down to um, looking at the Bible passage or the um, subject that mm. we've decided to study that night. And then that's followed by we go around and ask each other what we want prayer for. And then we finish the evening by praying for each other. Great, brilliant. So who else is part of this journey? Who would identify as being part of together? Why don't you come out the front so we can pray and encourage and cheer you guys on. One Jane. <laughs> um, just by the way, this is Tina, by the way, that we applauded this morning about room hire. So, yeah, doing a great, a great job. Hey, why don't, why don't a few of you come and pray for all of them and those that they represent? Come on, let's do this. Thanks, uh, Sherry. Katie, come on, come on. Great. You, you can, of course, yeah. Um, I've only been with the Together group uh, this year. And I just want to say thank you to them all. Since um, my husband died, the Together group has mm, been so good job. to me. Mm. And it's been so good that I can talk through how I'm feeling um, when I've been to their meetings. Great. It's been lovely. Super. That's church right there, everybody, isn't it? That's church. <laughs> Let's uh, pray. Father, we thank you so much that you've called us to journey together. And we thank you for this expression of what it means to be together in Jesus' name. Cause faith to rise in their hearts and ours as we pray. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you. Thank you for what Chris has just said about what mm. this group means to her. And I'm sure for each of the women here, it means something personal and special to them too. Thank you that clearly it's a place that's a safe place to share, to be loved, to be cared for, to be supported and to be encouraged to go out and share your faith with those that you know. Mm. So Lord, just bless this group. Bless all these beautiful women. Mm. Such a lovely range of ages and lifestyles and mm. 
Yeah, and as they have uh, reflected e even just a few moments ago about the, the building relationships beyond themselves and the, both the intentionality and the effort that that takes, Lord, open up uh, those lines of relationships, we pray. Thank you that in this moment we can see that you're doing a beautiful thing. And we praise you and we bless you for it and uh, for them. In Jesus' name, amen. We have a gift. We might need to get a couple more of these to make this gift particularly useful. But we're trusting that this gift expresses something of the heart of all that you're about as a group of being in God's word and listening uh, together. Let's give them a round of applause as they go. Um, that it's open to any, women, any woman um, in church it's of any age. You're most welcome to join us. Are you allowed to do that? I'm not sure. <laughs> We're just moving into the final part of our time together. The children are going to come back in. We're just going to, in a very informal way, in some moments as Claire leads us, uh, share communion together. Let's stand and sing. Our God's so great, isn't he? Great. Do you have a seat for a moment? Oh, hello. I woke you up. We're going to share communion together. The kids will uh, just be coming down the stairs in a second. Uh, to share communion with us. And we're going to do that in a really informal way today. So many different ways. We could share communion outside, but I decided that was a bad plan. Um, but we're going to share it in a really relaxed, informal way. And what we're going to do is, first of all, we're going to, just with the people around us, lead each other in a prayer of thanks. Because we saw that Jesus, at the beginning of his meal with his disciples, he broke bread and he gave thanks. So with those around us, uh, then you guys come in, that's fine. Uh, with those around us, 
let's just have a few moments together where we say thank you to God for who he is and what he's done for each of us. And then when the kids are back, <laughs> we're going to uh, just encourage you as the band uh, lead us in Cornerstone to just come up to a table. There are three tables. There's one here, one over there, and one in the back glass area. Bring someone else with you. Don't leave someone to go on their own. Make sure you bring someone up and just share the bread and the wine. You might want to offer a word of encouragement or just say, this is broken for you. However you would like to do it, uh, bring someone else up and share communion together at the table. And then we're going to end with a final song and we're going to sing it loud. So with one or two people around you, let's lead each other in a prayer of thanks. Find those people and let's say thank you to God. And God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Lord, we are super grateful. We are abundantly grateful. We are in awe of what you did for me. And as we now share this bread and this wine, we remember that your body was broken for me. Your blood was shed for me, and you did that because you love me. 
And so as I drink this wine and I eat this bread, I say thank you. Thank you for being my cornerstone. Thank you for always being there through the storms and through the celebrations. As I drink this blood, I remember you've forgiven me. And as I eat this bread, I remember I'm part of your family. Let's come and share communion together. So everybody had bread and wine. Brilliant. Let's just pray for one another as we end this family meal. Maybe you want to reach out, put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. Not their head, not their knees, their shoulder. Oh, there's some rebellion in the house. Lord, I want to thank you for my brother or sister that sat next to me. We're family. Because of what you did for us on that cross, we are sons and daughters of the living God. And that makes us family. And so we pray for each other right now. We ask that you pour abundant blessing onto my brother or sister. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that they will go and shine your light this week. That they'll go and live for you and share your love generously with others. And we pray that on those days that are really tough, they'll know that you are for them and with them. And on those days where they're celebrating, may they also know that you're celebrating with them. Thank you, Lord, for being there through the thick and thin with all of us. And we just whisper right to you now, those that we know who are in the thick of it at this moment, perhaps with ill health or with struggles or just feeling lost. We whisper their names to you, knowing that you are at work and we ask you are so close to them. And so, Lord, as your family, we say thank you. Thank you for your generosity to each and every one of us. And as your family, we're going to go in your name this week and we're going to live for you in your name, for your glory. Amen. Do you have a seat? We really are coming into land, but there are a few words that... um, We've received via text or people have handed to us over the course of today. I just want to share one or two of them. And then uh, perhaps you might have something you're like thinking, okay, God's put that on my heart. It needs to be like one line because <laughs> we're going to finish as we promised uh, by three. But if you have got something or if you'd like to write something down so we can share it at another point, that would be great. But uh, here's one of them. I'm just going to find it the right way. Dear friends, The Lord your God is pleased with you. He is with you. His spirit looks over you and he delights in your worship every day. Jesus is out there on the streets. He's in your home. He's right there with you when you reach out to your neighbor. He is with each one of you. If you are feeling that you don't hear his voice, don't don't give up. He is there. He does love you, and he is patiently whispering his love over you. You need to recognize that patient voice. And then after the um, picture uh, this morning was revealed, let me just find it. Hang on. We had um, somebody send us this picture through. 
Uh, during the worship, I had a picture of us all waist deep in water. God was stood at the front of us and started giving out gifts to each of us. For some of us, we opened the gift and found it was empty. To those of you who had an empty gift, he said, remember, you are the gift. And then some of you opened another gift and there were instruments in it like tambourines. And they instantly got up and started using their gifts. This person felt that God was giving each of us all that we needed today to step out into the river in his spirit. Is there anybody else who's just got a one line that they feel God was saying to them or a picture? Great. Well, do grab us if anyone uh, has got a Bible verse or a picture or anything, anybody with a green lanyard and and share that uh, with you. We're going to stand and sing our final song and uh, we're going to sing it with gusto and energy, right? It's been a great day together. We've had a feasting on God's word and on food. Uh, It's been great to be together for the whole time. So let us end as we began with a thankful heart saying, God, you're good. You're good. You're good. Let's worship. Great. Thanks, our musicians, for serving us so well. And for Jonathan and Mark and everybody at the back. People say that young people are lazy and selfish and will do nothing to help. But our young people have been generous and kind and hardworking and sacrificial today. Thank you all of you that uh, uh, brought food and so on. There is food for us to give away, like 12 baskets full leftover kind of food. Katie will be out there. If you want to take some food for yourself or for somebody else, then do so. We'd love it to be used rather than for it to go to uh, waste. Thank you all for being here today and making it the day uh, that it's been. God is at work among us, and uh, so it continues from glory into glory till that day we see him face to face. God bless you as you go.